You are listening to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria, founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders to share their testimonies and their ministries. Our goal is to help you follow what Jesus taught in Matthew 6:33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Now, here's our host, Marina Maria. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Pamela Hillman, who is an ordained licensed chaplain and certified drug and alcohol addiction counselor and the founder of LifeChangersLegacy.org, which is an organization with a mentorship program designed to empower women and men returning home from incarceration and their families Pamela was a victim of childhood sexual abuse that continued into adulthood, which led her into drugs for 35 years and prostitution. In 2010, she was sent to prison for 18 months. In the prison cell, Pamela totally surrendered her life back to Christ, and God delivered her from all drugs and alcohol. People can watch her amazing story of transformation and restoration that was featured on the 700 Club by going to YouTube and searching for Pamela's story of redemption. Thank you, Pamela, for returning to Faith City Outreach to finish sharing your powerful testimony of God's love and restoration, and to share the ministry that God gave you after surrendering your life back to him. What recent testimonies from people do you have that have gone through your recovery program that you can share with the listeners right now? Yes, um, I have so many of those. I don't have them in front of me, but uh, they they are on the website, um, lifechangerslegacy.org. And we have, we rotate them every month. We have a testimony from a mentee. We call them mentees. Those who are in the prison, they go through our four phase workbook. We provide a mentor for each of them. Now they cannot get in the workbook program without having a mentor because they need someone to walk alongside them. And it's all done through email and video visit. You don't even have to go into the prison. That's the unique part of this. It's a constant correspondence with this mentee, at least one hour a week of uh, this correspondence through video or uh, email. But an email, we know, only takes like three minutes, okay? But um, it's walking alongside the workbook. So it's a two-edged sword. I've got testimonies of mentors who are going through this workbook course, and they say, this has changed my life. One of the acronyms that God gave me for change is choose habits around new growth every day. Mm-hmm. And we all need that. We all need to be doing that. But uh, so we are, we have groups in the prisons now. And anyone who goes through phase one, who chooses to have a group, they're eligible with up to 10 people. Because the reason I did this is because we are limited on mentors. We have 200 and I think 30 women who are waiting for a mentor and waiting for this workbook and they cannot get in the program until they have a mentor. It's just, it works smoothly. It, they, they are active in the program, but if they have the workbook, they don't know what to do with it. And 
So they just lay it to the side. They need someone to correspond, to help them, to be their comfort, to, to guide them as Holy Spirit guides us to guide them. And it's email. You email them weekly. You send them cards wow. and letters. This is very unique. We're the only ones who have this program. So what does one have to do to become a mentor for your program? Yes, you and men can also mentor. We have 36 men okay. who are waiting. So um, we match you through this software system that we had created for us. It's kind of like a match.com. You <laughs> fill out your profile information and they fill out their profile information, goes into our database and it matches us with three potential mentees for each mentor. And then we choose which one is really the best selected for them. So you go to the website, lifechangerslegacy.org, uh, click on become a mentor. And uh, we take you through an hour and a half training. And um, you just fill out the, the forms and we will match you uniquely with someone and these people have been waiting for a long time. It's on a rotation list as well. So um, please pray, ask Holy Spirit first. We don't want anyone to just come on board just because you're moved by a feeling right now. We want you to be led by the spirit because we don't want you to get involved in someone's life and then drop them because it puts an additional wound on that individual. So please be committed. It's a year to 18 month program. It really is a year program, as long as you're keeping them active in this workbook. And what are the requirements of becoming a mentor other than attending the one and a half hour training? Do you have love to have Jesus. some kind of background? Love Jesus and love his people. That's it. You don't, it doesn't matter if you've had a background. Mm -hmm. uh, we do ask if, if you're, you know, we don't accept anyone who is using drugs or who, you know, we want two years at least clean from anything. After you gave your life to God, you mentioned in the feature from the 700 Club that God became the father that you were looking for and that there is no other man that, could, that can fill that void. Do you think that many drug abusers are truly searching for God, our father, who will love them unconditionally? It's a fatherless generation right now. It really is. And it's sad because um, if you don't have that nurturing father, you don't have that image to look up to, it, there, there's, a, there's an emptiness. There's a wound that, that is caused abandonment. Mm -hmm. This orphan spirit comes on you and you start believing all the lies that are attached to it. And you're there again, your filter is, you know, I'm not loved. I am not uh, important. So, so all the things that are uh, being programmed into you through the TV, the social media, all these things, especially for youth today, it's so sad. Um, they, they get their worth from other people that are, that are in the same uh, dysfunction as they are. So the, it's just a vicious breeding cycle that is, and it's breeding suicide. It really is. Um, it, it is so rampant right now, even within the prisons and especially during this COVID season that we had, uh, people are still struggling 
for their identity. It's all about identity in Christ. And if we don't have that identity, even if we didn't have a father, once we know whose we are, we know who we are in Christ and we, we can live that life. This is one thing that the Lord did for me. My dad, I didn't get to see my dad that often, maybe, you know, one or two times a year. And I would go to my grandmother's and he would be there. And, um, but I longed for my dad. I Mm. loved my dad. So he started writing me when I was in prison and something was different. He was always condemning me always, you know, I was never going to amount to anything and, you know, uh, just all kinds of negative words. And, uh, but this time was different. He started telling me, I know you're going to make it. I know you can do great things and something. I was just like, what happened? But it changed me. It helped me while I was in. And so dementia was setting in and they found him and he was in hospice and all this. And when I got out, I told him I was going to come live with him and take care of him. Well, he was way past gone that he didn't understand any of it anymore. But um, I said, Lord, I have got to get out. I've got to see my dad. He's in hospice. Please, I've got to have closure. I've got to do this. And the Lord allowed that. He allowed me to get out. And I went straight to my dad's. Of course, I got permission. And um, he was slumped over in a wheelchair, no hair. His eyes were fogged. And he was like this little bitty man. And he was like six four before. And it was just like he was already dead sitting in this wheelchair. But I started caressing his head and I said, dad, I love you. I forgive you, dad. You can go be with Jesus now. And this tear fell down his face and he died the next day. I told him to take a place for me. And, um, And I knew, I knew he was waiting for that as well as I was waiting for that. And he handed me a safe and I'd, I'd said this off throw prayer, um, or he didn't hand me the safe. I was given a safe and, uh, I had said this off throw prayer for years, like 20 years, I'm going to buy my mama house one day. And I felt it inside. I knew it. I knew it. And my mom was a playboy bunny. And I used to think I was always going to be a playboy bunny, but thank God I didn't. But, um, I, when, when I got with my mom, I told her, I said, mom, I'm going to buy you a house. We found a house and she lives in it today. And it's been like eight years now. So God will answer those prayers. He will keep speaking those things that you know you want to do. You want to do for your family. You want to do for someone else. And even the vision, everything that I, there are people that are out of prison now and I just spoke to a lady a few days ago and she said, I haven't spoke to her in a year. She was, she's been out of here. And she said, uh, everything that you said you were <laughs> going to do when you were in prison, you're doing it. And I have a young lady that works with me. She works for me and she was in prison and she tells part of her testimony is she said every single thing that Pamela did, she was up on her bunk constantly with books open all around her. And she was writing the vision and everything that she wrote. She's doing it today and I'm watching it manifest. That's <laughs> so wonderful. Keep speaking those things of life. Exactly. So true. Are you able to or were you able to meet up with um, any other of the ladies when you were in prison, you know how I think the one that said that 
you were going to forget her or, or that you weren't going to be able yeah, to. Yeah. Okay, they're good. Program. They're oh, all in good. Program and they're amazed. They're, they're just like, you know, thank you. Thank you. They write us all the time. Beautiful testimonies. Yes. That's so in their waiting, I mean, there are so many waiting for just a touch of love. They just want to hear that somebody out there cares. They love them still. Mm-hmm. People make mistakes. There are so many people making mistakes out here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they don't get caught. Mm-hmm. Or if they do, they don't, nothing happens. And that's great. But there are some, there, there's a lady in there. There's so many really bad stories, y'all. Some people have done some really bad things, but there's some that don't belong there. One of the stories is a lady she uh, had a daughter. She had two jobs and the daughter was 14. She was seeing this older guy. She told him, don't see him anymore. He may have been 17 or 18, but she told him, stop seeing him. Well, the, the young lady didn't. And the police bring them to the woman's house and said, did, did you know she was seeing this man? And she said, and I've told her to stop seeing him. And he said, well, I have to lock you up for a sex offense I'm charging him with a sex offense and neglect because you allowed her to see an older man. So she is in there serving. I think she's got a seven year sentence of a sex offender because her daughter saw an older man. There are, there are two stories like this. Okay. There are a lot of stories like this. So when you hear and you judge somebody that has a sex offense, be quick to ask Holy spirit. And to not judge because you don't know what the circumstances are. Just like a murder. There, there's one lady, she is like a, a dear, dear sister in Christ to me. And, and I was her mentor when, when I was in. And she's like, I'm, I'm her mentor still. And she has a murder charge against her husband and she didn't do it. And she swears up and down. They don't have any evidence, but they want to pen these things. Some of them are legit. Some of them, there's justice in it, but some of them are so unjust. So we really have to not be judgmental. He is the only ultimate judge and we are Mm -hmm. not to judge. We are to help those who have fallen. He tells us to, are you the good Samaritan? Mm -hmm. Or are you one of those walking by and judging? Right. We know that you gave your soul back to God by surrendering your life to him in 2010 in a prison cell, and you totally surrendered back to him. What encouragement would you give drug abusers who believe they aren't worthy enough to be loved by God for selling their soul to the devil? Don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. Ask God to send some people to you, and he will. He's done it for me ask God to get you out of this. Just before I got locked up, I was praying. I was watching TBN on TV. I was, I was saying, I mean, I was watching all these preachers. People would come in and they would say, how can you be watching that? How can you be reading your Bible when you've got a drink next to you and a crack pipe next to you? How can you be doing that, watching that when you're using? And I said, if I'm not watching that when I'm using, I'm never going to be watching that because I'm always using. And that is the only thing that's going to get me out of this using. And I said, and I'm not going to be here long. Something is about to happen. I felt it in my spirit. And I said, Lord, whatever you got to do, put me in an institution, put me in prison, put me somewhere, take me home, please just take me home. I don't want to be here anymore. And I had a big house. I had vehicles. I had a Hummer in the drive. I had all anything that anybody could want, but I was miserable. 
I was so miserable. What part of your uh, program would you like to give more information about in regards to what is God leading you to do right now or telling you to do right now in the recovery program that he's helped you develop? Yes. So like I said, we do need mentors. Okay. We absolutely. It's done through email and video visit. We also have a uniquely you upscale resale and resource center at uh, 3707 Canton Highway in Cumming, Georgia. Again, that's 3707 Canton Highway in Cumming, Georgia. And um, so all the proceeds go back into the ministry. We provide a package for all of those who actually complete each of the phase workbooks. So they're eligible for four packages a year. Those are equivalent to $50. So your donations are always welcome. Um, you know, come alongside us and partner. We, we want you as a partner. We don't want just donations because what we do is really, truly cha changing and transforming lives. And we want long lasting. We were given the second chance um, re-entry award by Governor Nathan Deal here in Georgia just this past year. And what we're doing is truly impacting lives. And this is re-entry. This is, you know, when they come out, we've got partnering transition houses. We want to open our own next April. So if anyone has um, houses that you want to donate or come alongside us and just partner with us in opening a house, just whatever God leads in your heart. We don't want anyone to do anything outside of what God is leading. We don't because, you know, this is kingdom-minded business. This is all about expanding his kingdom, not about our agenda, your agenda, anyone's. We want God's agenda. We want his purposes to be fully accomplished. Amen. Pamela, briefly describe the four phases of the recovery program. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, everything has to be in layers. We have to give them awareness. We have to give them discovery. And then we build upon that with, um, you know, the triggers. We, we've got to know how the brain and the emotions connect. So if they don't know that, they're not going to know how to better uh, be aware of the triggers. Mm -hmm. And we've got to get to the core belief system. So that's where the mentor comes in. Um, you know, you just really, you walk alongside in this workbook and you pull out some of this. Now in the, the power of my story, the very first module, we ask the mentors, write your story too. Everybody has a story, but as you're writing it, feel the emotion in it. What are you feeling? Any regrets? Are you feeling, um, you know, sadness in that part of your story? Write it down. And then we go back and we want to address those emotions. So it's vitally import, important to go through the stages of change. You know, we, we've got to go through what critical thinking is. We've got to take them stage by stage. And we even have laminin. We have... Um, if you don't know what laminin is, it is the glue that holds the body together. And it's in a cross in every single human that walks the earth. And they don't even know it. The Muslims are, you know, people don't know this. So we've got that discovery in there. And we've got uh, the differences between Christianity and religion. We've got the differences between uh, the laws, the um, um, the principles, you know, everything that's in the Bible, we break down everything, the 
uh, just, we want you to know um, the baptism of Holy Spirit. We want them to know this and why it, we, everything is scriptural. So we have the trauma recovery empowerment model. We have the cognitive behavior, critical thinking, stages of change, even criminal thinking in it, but it's combined with biblical specialties, which is the counterpart of who Holy Spirit is. And he is the advocate for the trauma recovery. He is the comforter for the critical thinking. You know, all the different methodologies have a counterpart of who Holy Spirit is. So we've just broken that down and basically put it in every single phase and every module. Forgiveness is key. It is in every single workbook. And it has to be because I found for myself, it is a one-time event to make a decision, but it is also listening to the core belief systems that continue to rise up with the lies the enemy has put in layers within me. So until I was ready to release those lies and say, I'm not making agreement with that lie anymore. And that's another thing that you have to do, even out here. If, if there's something that is whispering in your ear, or in your soul, and it doesn't line up with the word God, who he says we are in him, the I am statements, do not make agreement with it. If you have a dream that is a really bad dream, when you wake up, say, oh no, I do not make agreement with that, or, with that dream whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So it's up to us to make those decisions. I was going to say that is the uh, forgiveness face also part of you forgiving yourself? That was the hardest thing. That was the hardest thing. I had me on, on the list and I didn't have me on there at first. And the Lord said, now put you on it. And so I started, you know, praying over me, interceding over me and uh, mm -hmm. what he needed to release from me and what I needed to forgive about mm -hmm. me. And I had so many regrets about my children, you know, what I, what I went through, but this is the one thing that I have discovered in my, my storyline that there isn't very much that I have not been through that I can relate to every single person that has been through something. Mm -hmm. I haven't been, uh, I haven't had cancer. I haven't fallen out of a plane or been on fire or drowned. And that's probably the only thing that hasn't happened to me. So um, I know God purposed for me to uh, allow to go through those things so that I can relate. And now I can help each individual out of what they're going through. I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world, even the children's stories. You know, I gave up a child for adoption. I had abortions before that and decided uh, after I, I demanded that they show me a picture of this baby, they said it was tissue. It wasn't a baby. I said, I want to see it. And after that point, I said, how can you possibly say this is a tissue when it has eyes, it has hands? <laughs> and I said, no, I choose to give up this baby for adoption. And so th there are a lot of stories in my life that they're all in the workbook, the first phase, first module of the workbook. And also in my book, See Me Free from the Confrontation Within. And I would love to share the Confrontation Within poem with you, if I may. Absolutely. Can you share that, please? That would yes, be a great like, ending. Great. So uh, <laughs> when I was in prison, I, I took all kinds of classes. And one of those was a public speaking. And they said, uh, bring a poem back with you next week. And I didn't know how to write a poem. So I just prayed in the spirit for 40 minutes. And this is what came out. It's called the confrontation within. There is an intention of something far greater. 
something that runs counter to my conscience. It's struggling to make itself known. I must confront the fears that try to keep me on the seat of anxiety so that my true self may come to its fullness in reality. My ego keeps me running from myself and I don't want to admit it. I am a battle within or am I within the battle? This force, this force, where does it come from? Where must it go? I must confront the demons within to unfold the greatness of true self without sin. Is this who God has created? The confrontation within has to be met with boldness, with authority, with faith and truth. Who holds that truth? Do you know? One thing is for sure, only in him can I truly grow. Lord, teach me to battle. Teach me to win. Teach me to conquer the confrontation within. That is also on my website. It is on the founder page. You can click this little arrow and it's me reciting it probably better than I just did. <laughs> so, uh, but, but really think about it as you're listening to it, because we are in a confrontation within and we are within a battle within us and we are within a battle. So we've got to conquer both. And the only way to do that is through the Lord. Amen. Pamela, thank you so much for being on Faith City Outreach, God's radio program. And this has been so inspirational. And could you just uh, please end with a prayer for whatever the Holy Spirit is leading you to pray for? Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, I just lift up every single soul who is listening to this radio broadcast. Father, I thank you for them in your kingdom. I thank you, Father, that you deliver them. Anything that is not of you, Father, we just ask you to come in and purge it. Bring a Holy Spirit-filled Christians into our lives, Lord, that can help us, that can, can guide us through this process, Lord. We're always in a process. And we thank you, Father, that you will help that process and that we can surrender it to you, that we give you permission this day to do what only you can do, Holy Spirit. Come in, change our hearts, change our minds, that we can be uh, fully purposed instruments to be used for your kingdom advancement, Lord. And we thank you for that. We touch and agree, and we do declare and decree it to be so. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You've been listening to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria, founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Join us next time as Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders to share their testimonies and their ministries. All music is courtesy of zapsplat.com, and our thanks goes out to Four Winds Ministries in Arizona for partnering with Faith City Outreach. If you'd like to support this ministry, just go to fcoprogram.com and click the donate button. Thanks for listening. Have a blessed day.